Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. And this is day two of season 95. Our first question asks, what type of foul is a basketball referee calling when they have their right hand on the back of their head and their left hand pointing opposite the direction of play? That is the Macarena. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know this. I don't watch enough basketball to know the fouls. Okay. Um, so I had to think, like, okay, what would that symbolize? Uh, because some, not all, but some uh, referee and umpire and official type penalty signals you can kind of derive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought maybe this is one of those. And if they're... Uh, if they are pointing the opposite direction of play, I figure, oh, well, that means something happened in, you know, over on the other side of the court, mm. or it's indicating that something happened there that shouldn't have, and that could be backcourt, which is, I believe, bringing the ball mm. back over the middle, the center line once you've crossed it. Okay, that's, I believe, not allowed in most basketball. Uh, so I said backcourt. Okay. Uh, so I don't really know. Like, there was a period of my life where I watched basketball, like the Pistons bad boy era. Um, and I watched when the Fab Five were at Michigan and then let your voice drop because I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I'm no longer much of a basketball watcher um, unless I literally get invited to an in-person game, which has happened once or twice, uh-huh. um, sort of like through work and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, so I have sort of a background knowledge of basketball and the fouls that are there, but the only one I could remember, just like if I was to try to think what are different types of fouls, like there's traveling. I know that mm-hmm. one. Um, I don't know if that's technically a foul. Like I, I, you know, I always think of foul as something you have to do to someone. Um, but anyway, the other one I know there's charging. Um, and again, that's about it. That's like the things that I know about, you know, off the top of my head about basketball. And I was like, I don't, I, I think the gesture for traveling is different than that. I want to say it's that kind of, um, you know, moving your hands around each other thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hard to describe here on the internet radio. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe this, you know, at least I know charging is a basketball foul. So I'll put that down because it could be this one. I just, I really don't know. So uh, I put charging. And that was correct. Wow. Well done. Lucky me. Question two asks us for the first word in the titles of songs by Lady Gaga, Billie Eilish, and Steve Lacey, and is also in the name of a rapper. Uh, so I thought to myself, what's essentially, what's the Billie Eilish song that I know which is bad guy. Uh, Um, And I thought, well, Lady Gaga has bad romance. I don't know Steve Lacey and his oeuvre, but I know Bad Bunny is out there and is uh, uh, from Puerto Rico, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And so would would have a song that um, was titled in Spanish. So that would make sense. So I just kind of... that All of that popped to mind pretty quickly because I went from... Like the one, you know, youth of today song that I would know <laughs> expanded outward from there and it kind of worked. Um, so I put down bad. I I should have been able to come up with this one. I really should have. And mm. I just couldn't. I just couldn't think of Lady Gaga songs mm-hmm. that 
that had a first word, like born for a while, was all I could think of. <laughs> okay. Just, but that just didn't work any other for any of the other ones that I could think of. And I just couldn't right. remember the damn Billie Eilish song. <laughs> and yeah, I actually thought, oh, this is one of those uh, rappers who also raps in Spanish. And did not pursue that at all in my head, even. Oh, geez. Just because, yeah, the only one of those I know is Bad Bunny. Yes. Why do I know him? Because he wrestled at WrestleMania. But anyway, <laughs> I Why does George know anything, I guys? Still know, I still know him. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, so I just uh, finally went with, well, I know Lady Gaga has uh, calls her fans monsters. Uh-huh. And that would be at least a word that could be in the name of a rapper. Sure. Okay. And, you know, not remembering any of the other songs by either of the other artists. I went mm. with Monster. The correct answer was bad. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Oh. Question three uh, ask, gives us, like, some math statement <laughs> and asks us who it's, uh, what Prussian-born mathematician it's named after. Uh, it's a conjecture. And I know that there is a Poincaré conjecture. Ah. P-O-I-N-C-A-R-E. And I don't know what that one is either. Um, I kind of thought maybe it was the one that... um, I think there's a a conjecture or some kind of mathematical thing that uh, any uh, any two numbers, X and 2X, are going to have at least one prime number in between them. Sure. Um, But I I couldn't think of who else that might be either. Um, So... Barring that, I just had to go with the only conjecture that I know was by Poincaré. Yeah, this one I was very much left thinking about mathematicians whose names could plausibly suggest they were born in Prussia, mm. um, which is not a large uh, or, or bountiful category in my mind. Um, so I ended up debating between Euler and Leibniz, mm. and I figured Leibniz was too early for 18th century. Um, I, I believe he was 17th century. Um, and so I went to, I, I just went with Euler cause I thought, yeah, that's, that's the sort of vaguely Germanic mathematician name that I know. Reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. It's a Christian Goldbach. Okay. I guess there's a Goldbach conjecture. I guess so. I, I we have, we'll have to take Thorsten's word for that one. Cause wow. Oof. Yeah. I have not heard of it. Question four is another, oh, damn, here's three things. What do they have in common? <laughs> and, okay, I'm just going to say this now before I even read the question. Are are there a lot more of these, like, in the la- like in just 2022? It seems like there's been more of them. I haven't gone back and looked I, because why would I bother researching for any part of this podcast? But oh, God, no. the vibe I get is that we've had <laughs> more of these, like, this year. Hmm. I don't like them. Mm. Um, even though, spoiler, I got this one. Okay. But anyway, uh, it tells us there is a pattern uh, of a 2009 Pixar adventure comedy, a 98 Darren Aronofsky thriller, Stephen mm-hmm. King adaptation, and a 2019 Jordan Peele movie. Right. And what, uh, the, the Pixar one, what is that one? Right. So, um, this one I kind of pieced together and I had to fight some of my instincts on it because I really didn't think of the answer that I put down 
as being from 2009, for whatever reason, I couldn't, you know, uh, because that was the year you were in Iraq. And um, so you were, I mean, you were home for like two weeks of that year. Um, And I really thought we had seen it together. It's a tearjerker. And I pictured us seeing it in your old apartment, though, in Knoxville, um, which I think I am mixing up with uh, Wally. Entirely possible. Maybe. Except I think I saw that in the theater with Alexei. Because I, I, I... Anyway. Yeah. I, I did not occupy that apartment in 2009. No, indeed. Um, and so I had to fight that feeling uh, because I... What I could tell from all of these titles, the Darren Aronofsky thriller, I believe, is Pie. Stephen mm-hmm. King would be It. Mm-hmm. And the Jordan Peele horror film, once I got, got Nope and Get Out out of my um, way, would be Us. And these are all two-letter, single-word names. Um, so I thought this had to be up because that's the only Pixar two-letter title that I could think of that would be from at least around that time. Um, you know, I, I just had to say, okay, I'm not remembering the year correctly, but this is the movie that I think it has to be. And so that's what I put down. Yeah, I uh, I just I read 2009 Pixar Adventure Comedy and just immediately thought, that's up, right? That sounds about right. Okay, rest of the question. And my first thought on the Aronofsky thriller was that one about drugs. Requiem for a Dream. I've been trying to think of that all oh, damn day. Oh, that. Requiem for a Dream. Okay. I thought, well, that's not part of a pattern. Stephen King <laughs> adaptation. I don't know. 2019 Jordan Peele horror film. Okay, that's the one I'm going to think about. Was that Us or was that Get Out? I've seen Get Out. I have not seen Us. Hmm. 2019 was that that was just three years ago was that his because his most recent one came out this year uh-huh. came, like just a couple of months ago nope yep. came out and yep, so the nope. one before that was us was that three entire years ago i can see jordan peele taking three years to make another movie was get out more than three years ago i think maybe maybe it was okay it must have been yeah. and, and either way like get out i feel like wouldn't really be something you would put in a pattern like unless, unless like the other movies were get something or something else out uh, or something. Sure, like. sure, so sure. it's kind of like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's us, and I'm 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 guessing the pattern is two letters and up and us, mm-hmm. and then I, then I kind of thought, well, is there another? What's the other, what's the Stephen King? Oh, it's it. Was mm-hmm. it five years ago? Oh, God, yeah, I guess it was. Okay, yeah, it was pre-pandemic, right. and then and then the whole world shut down. So really, it was only two years ago. So sure, <laughs> and then the Aronofsky the hell did aronofsky make oh pie right okay Mm -hmm. okay yeah uh yeah we'll go we'll go with up then Mm -hmm. and that was correct um the the way that you can place get out in the timeline is by bradley whitford's line about i would have voted for obama a third time if i could have oh yeah and that was like real close to uh uh the the that election the 2016 election yeah yeah it was like 2017 or 18 or something yeah Yeah, that's a good point yep so but that was the correct answer so well well reasoned question five asks us what east african city is essentially the home of the uh, un economic commission for africa as well as the african union and was founded in 1887 uh so i was trying to think of the capital of Uganda. Ah. Uh, and it annoys me that I could not think of Kampala. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So they've been to Kampala. And Thank you. I didn't yeah, know that. It was a thing. Um, oh, well. And then... <laughs> now I'm going to be asking about that later. All yeah. right. Um, uh, but in, instead, I, I kept coming back to Kinshasa, uh. Zaire, or formerly Zaire, mm-hmm. and thinking, you know, I feel like it was like a, a major African hub. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I didn't know whether it was East Africa. I knew it was more South than that. But I thought maybe, uh, maybe it was kind of on the eastern side, and we'll, we'll say okay for for lack of anything else, because all the other east ones I could think of, kind of the like Cairo and up north there, I would think well th- those weren't, uh, I can't, I, I I wouldn't have considered those to be diplomatic and political capitals of Africa. Okay, uh, I figured it would have to be sub more sub-Saharan. Sure. Um, so that for for lack of remembering Kampala. I went with Kinshasa. Okay. Um, yeah, I the one that came to mind for me pretty quickly was Mogadishu. Um, thinking, I think Somalia is towards that side of yeah, it's in, the continent. It's in the east. Yeah, it's in the horn. Um, and I thought, you know, 1887, like when would, what capital would have been founded then? And I thought plausibly maybe that one. Um, and so that's what I was leaning towards. I, you know... I did think about, you know, Ethiopia and whether its capital city would have sort of been put in place with the colonization or whatever by Italy. Um, And so would it be Addis Ababa? But I felt like, no, that's an older city than that. I just kind of just by the name of it, um, I thought it it sounded a little more ancient or um, pre-19th century or something. I don't know why I think that. Um, so I ended up going with Mogadishu, um, and, and that's it, I guess. <laughs> it was Addis Ababa. Dang it. Which I, I, I just, See, I, I, like I could hear it in the NPR announcer voice uh, of Mogadishu. Just, uh, of course, a lot of stuff about Somalia has been on NPR right, over time right. too. So that explains that as well. But there, it was a very vague sense that I was going with either way. Yeah. I, I would have, I would have genuinely thought that. It was sub-Saharan. I just didn't. I, I dismissed mm-hmm. the entire Horn of Africa. Is that not considered sub-Saharan? Uh, I guess it is. Now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah. I think of it as being Saharan. Mm. It's I mean, close. A lot of it's desert. It's very close. Yeah. It's very deserty, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We were looking at the, the actual map. There. Yeah, there, I was looking at Google Maps. Just. just <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's another issue I have myself with african geography as i think of the horn of africa as being saharan sure when it, it very much is not uh, yeah i would kind of thinking i would think of it being a little more northerly than it mm-hmm. is just yeah. you know like you're saying like yeah um yeah it's i mean it's the general african geography is something that i'm slowly slowly getting a little bit better at but also geography in general i don't have a good mm-hmm. grasp on where things are relative to each other i'm trying to remediate that a little bit with worldle that kind of helps you place things in in relation to other Mm -hmm. um countries um but identifying countries by shape is not especially helpful (laughs) in general (laughs) um they just added a new feature to it though uh where if you get the country right within a certain number of tries then you get to do a few bonus rounds where mm. you guess the neighbors, which is kind okay. of interesting. 
um, the capital city and the flag. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of kind of adding a little more um, learning, I guess, mm -hmm. to that yeah, particular that. game. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's kind of your little dopamine reward because you get a little, you know, okay. confetti or whatever it is <laughs> that they, they give you for doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, coin flipped wrong on that one. Cool. Yeah. Question six. Gives another. I have three examples of something. But then <laughs> I guess a bigger, it does. But That's... then a bigger explanation, and I, I don't. I doubt that anybody got it from those three things. Mm. Big explanation of. Uh, excuse me. It's a. Uh, it's a shell company, sometimes known as a blank check company, uh, and it's known by an acronym, four letters. Right. Uh, this is one that I am going to give myself all kinds of props for actually getting. Um, and the reason is because I, I know that business econ is kind of another neglected area for me a little bit. And so I've been trying to pay more attention to these things when they come across my RSS reader about, you know, mergers and, you know, these, these financial mechanisms that they make use of or whatever. And I had run across this one several times and made an actual conscious effort to commit it to memory because I thought this is the kind of thing that could come up in Learned League or other <laughs> trivia places, or it's just kind of an interesting, like, um, concept to know about in a certain way. This is a special purpose acquisition company. And so the, the acronym for that is a SPAC, it's S-P-A-C. Um, and that's basically what it is. It's this, you know, um, shell company, as it says, to, to just kind of create an IPO or whatever. Um, again, I'm still kind of fuzzy on the details, but this acronym stood out to me a little bit. And so I was like, it, I keep seeing this pop up. So mm -hmm. I better, um, keep in mind what it is and what it stands for. Um, so I, I thought that, I think that checks all the boxes of what I read. You know, I don't like, I don't have sort of the total business econ context that all of these things fit into. So it's always a little bit murky when I'm uh, reading through something like this and I don't totally know all the market mechanisms that are in play. Hmm. Um, but I thought, you know, a four letter acronym with all of this around it sounds like a SPAC. So I put SPAC. Uh, I know this because I know that Trump's social network uh, is... Ah, uh, yes. It has a, this thing associated with it, and it's basically a pump and dump scheme, and mm -hmm. there's been a lot of uh, coverage over it in the political outrage blogs and right, the like. Right, right. So my, my first thought was SWAC, S-W-A-C, and I thought, no, that's not quite right. SPAC, SPAC, S P yeah, that sounds right. And I didn't even mm -hmm. bother trying to figure out what the letters might have stood for, but the SPAC just... Uh, that was that was definitely occupying that space in my brain of the the Trump social IPO right uh, uh, scam. Mm -hmm. uh, so I said SPAC. Well, good for you. That yeah. was correct yeah. for a whole two on the day. <laughs> I will say that I think that was one of the tougher ones because I don't think that yeah. comes up in the mainstream, mm -hmm. you know, media except kind of in the business section or yep. in that. Yep. political section like you're talking about and mm -hmm. I, I not when you as soon as you mentioned it, i was like oh yeah that's part of why i made note of it was because of the trump connection mm -hmm. um so 
so yeah, I, you know, I thought four out of six was not going to be that strong of a score on the day, <laughs> but now I'm seeing you and our friends Quite. having a tough day of it. Yes. Um, and so I'm, I'm pleased to have that good of a showing, um, I'm hopeful that the, the SPAC was not quite such an easy one for most people. Um, I would have even defended uh, Goldbach a little bit harder for my regular Rundle opponent. I gave it a two, maybe because their math score was pretty high. Like both of my opponents today had math in, I think, their top three. Oof. So that one was brutal. I just figured out that okay, is well, hard that's, cause... that's definitely going to be a thing that somebody who knows math is going to know. Uh, well, will they? Because I guess I mean, you know, it's since it's about um, I mean, what, they may, they what makes prime numbers, it, kind of. But they, I'm sure they've heard of it. Hmm. I just, I just figure that that uh, you know the the math score in particular in Learned League is very much what do you know about math? Uh huh. And I figure if you're if you're high in that, then you know about math. And right. You know, right. You know lots of facts and about. You math. may not. Remember, you may not have remembered what exactly the Goldbach conjecture is, mm -hmm. but as soon as you see that and you're like, oh, it's a conjecture, and by a, by a Prussian, okay, so that takes out Poincar, and, <laughs> and, and so it must be Goldbach conjecture then. I mean, sure, in that fantasy world where I'm that person, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I you know I'm pleased to get a game sport. Um, which is out of my usual wheelhouse, mm -hmm. and uh, just wish I'd picked better on the the African city one, um, but could uh, it could have been worse? Um, not going too far below my average, at least here. Mm -hmm. So um, that's about all I got to say for it. Yeah, so, tough second day. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I I'll be curious to see how it kind of plays, just because. Mm -hmm. uh, it certainly felt tough in our circle. Um, so we'll see how that overlaps with the league. Yep. And that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>